A quick update for our regular listeners. This upcoming month of October is going to look a little bit different than our normal, regularly programmed uh, podcast that we put out. Dr. Tim and I will take a small hiatus away from creating content in this month. Dr. Tim will be away at a conference one week and then on vacation the next. And any day now, my wife will be introducing into the world our second child, Christopher Bradley Stevens Jr. So I will be revisiting the whole world of newborn yet again soon and we just made the decision that in this next month it would be beneficial to both of us if we just put a little pause on the creative flow but um, we still are going to be producing content and putting it out we're reaching back into the archives and pulling some of our favorite podcasts from way back in the early days uh, these next two podcasts and then in the final week we'll be rebroadcasting one of our guest podcasts and be relevant for the time frame that that podcast will come out and these podcasts are a little bit older and so you might not have heard them before if you've recently started listening in or maybe you have and this would be a good refresher course um, there's some of Dr. Tim and I's favorite podcasts and so we definitely just wanted to let you know what's coming up for the month of October it's going to look a little bit different but then coming in November we'll get right back after it thank you so much for being loyal listeners and followers and I do encourage you to please share the questions of faith podcast um, maybe with a friend or co-worker and use it to start up a conversation that will help grow you and hopefully those around you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back at the beginning of November. Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm your host, Brad Stevens, here with Dr. Timothy Lorito for episode number seven? seven? Eight? Seven, I believe. Seven. No, it is eight. It no, is. it's eight. Yes. It's eight. Wow. Yeah. Eight already into February. We're holding true to our um, goal of one a week. Yeah. So yeah. far, we have not failed our listeners yet yeah, or each other. Yeah, we're continuing to do this getting good some good feedback uh, yes really uh, been uh, excited by the, the response from people who uh, have benefited from it and uh, that's what it's all about is trying to encourage people help people to grow in their uh, their their faith uh, both from a knowledge perspective but also from a practical life perspective being able to take these things and uh, to start your week by meditating on uh, a truth from God's word and our audience is growing too. We're on over seven platforms now on our Facebook page. I think it's close to 500 likes. Something like that, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And just a reminder to our um, listeners, please share this with somebody. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be an encouragement to them. And you don't really, some people you think that may, this may not be their jam. Mm. You might be surprised. Yeah. I was blown away uh, a couple of days ago. Somebody came up to me and was talking to me about how they were listening to it and enjoying it. And, and honestly, I didn't think that they would or ever had an yeah. interest in it. Uh-huh. It was, it was uh, something that, uh, uh, you know, was encouraging that, uh, you know, we have a, a target audience, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but but also people outside of that are listening mm-hmm. to it. So. It's been cool to see the the age range and the analytics. They, they popped up very strongly within like 25 years old to mm-hmm. 35. That's mm-hmm. been our core. And that's sure. still around 70%, I think, mm-hmm. of the listeners. But then those that gap has now widened, sure. you know, sure. that range. And now we're tapping into the teenage years. And then also we have our first 65 plus year old person. Awesome. Thank they you. <laughs> I don't know who that was. No, no, that was just on the podcast side. Yeah. I think a lot of that audience comes from Facebook as sure. well. But sure. it's been interesting. It's been fun. Yeah. I like the the numbers on the back end. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, but okay. we have a question for this week. We do. Which I do not Brand know what question. it is. Here we go. Flip right. over. Okay. The notepad. The question for today is what is the day of the Lord? Mm. What is the day of the Lord? Okay. I've heard about this before. Okay. Good. I, I, am, I must say my knowledge on this topic is 
minute, if okay. any. All right. So well, I'm going to learn a lot today. Hopefully we'll expand that and um, have a uh, good conversation about it in the process. So, the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. So, Dr. Tim, yeah. what is the day of the Lord? What is the day of the Lord? Well, um, uh, you know, you hear that song, kid song, this is the day, this is the day that <laughs> yes. the Lord hath made. Okay. <laughs> That's immediately what uh, maybe comes to some people's mind when you talk about the day of the Lord, you know. Um, but... Uh, this this day of the Lord theme in Scripture is one that is not quite as fun and fluffy as that song is. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's a little uh, not a little. It's so a it's, judgment day of the Lord. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty ominous day. It mm. is um, pretty. It's a very serious day. Okay, and so um, so in talking about this day of the Lord, um, you know, it's one of those things that I think you know. Your probably average Bible reader is familiar with that term, but probably not what it is or to the extent of how it's played out in Scripture and what it really okay. means. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think having a framework for understanding this will help people to have a uh, well-rounded biblical view uh, of God and what His agenda is uh, in this world. And so, yeah, excited to talk about the Day of the Lord. So, the day of the Lord, uh, so let's first kind of start with um, defining these terms or this, this, these words here. So, when we're talking about day, we're not talking about a, um, like a length of time in like a 24-hour period. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, we want to say that this is, this is about an event in time mm-hmm. and not just about like a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so thinking uh, about that more broadly, and then two, when we talk about uh, the Lord um, in the Old Testament, it, whenever it talks about the day of the Lord, the word Lord there is all capitalized. L-O-R-D is all capitalized. Have you ever noticed that? Maybe, maybe not? Yes, Kinda? I've uh-huh. noticed it before. Okay, yeah, so in the Old Testament, whenever uh, it's... Um, translated L-O-R-D, and they're all capitalized. The original meaning was? Yahweh. Okay. Is what that word is. So this is, um, you know, it's different than like in the New Testament when, you know, you have the word Lord and that Greek word uh, kurios, it it just means like master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, you think of the term Lord, you think of like a master or somebody who is, you know, over somebody. And it has obviously... Yahweh is that, but this is the name of God. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. so this mm-hmm. is uh, distinguishing between, you know, any type of Lord and Yahweh specifically. So, this is the Lord. Yes, this is, um, this is Yahweh, this is God. And so to say the day of the Lord, when you talk about that, is to say this is Yahweh's event. Okay, the event of Yahweh. The event of Yahweh, yeah. So more than just, you know, a single day and more than just, you know, anybody, this, when we're talking about the day of the Lord, we're talking about this is Yahweh's event. Yeah. This is the event. Yeah, the event. Does everyone want to be at this event? Um, No, not everybody wants to be. <laughs> okay. there. Yeah. Um, they they will, um, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, so the, really the question when you're asking, what is the day of the Lord? The question really you're asking is, what event is Yahweh doing? Mm. What is Yahweh doing in this 
moment. And um, uh, so really this phrase is used uh, a lot in the Old Testament. It's used a couple times in the New Testament in a few ways. They, they take this theme and use it in a few different ways. Um, but in the Old Testament, pretty consistently, they, the day of the Lord is in reference to God doing a intervention in human history that brings about judgment. Okay. So Yahweh is showing up. Uh, Yahweh is uh, making an event in this moment that is bringing about judgment, bringing about the wrath of God. And so the day of the Lord, uh, the event of Yahweh, is all about God bringing judgment um, for uh, for the transgressions of uh, of people. And so, while you know, many so people, it's a singular thing. Y- yes, has this happened before in the past? Yeah. I mean, you, okay. You said yeah, God so, coming down to bring judgment. Right. Yeah. So it is a singular moment in time, but it's also something that's going. To happen future in the future as well. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so the day of the Lord is something that 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 happens in judgment uh, as God judges, and and He does that in different periods of times, different events. But it's not something that is strictly like past tense, like mm-hmm. oh, there was a day of the Lord, mm-hmm. but there's not going to be a day of the Lord in the future. No, there mm-hmm. there is. So really, it's like a theme mm-hmm. throughout history. Right. But there will be the event. Of Yahweh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these, 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 uh, these prophets—they're—they're they're prophesying about uh, the events of Yahweh taking place in judgment, um, because God judged Israel many times. Sure, sure. And you see those taking place, and so these have like a twofold I got picture. You. So this is this is happening now, but uh, these are also pointers to a, uh, an ultimate day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we'll talk about here in a little bit. And so, you know, while a lot of people uh, prefer, a lot of Christians even, prefer not to think about the judgment of God, the Bible uh, does not hesitate to to talk about it at all, you know? I mean... The Bible is, doesn't mince words. Yeah, it is one of those things that, you know, for a lot of people within modern Christianity, uh, they they like to think about the judgment of God is something which, you know, ah, kind of want to make an apology for, or kind of want to, you know, like mm-hmm. act like it's not there. Like this side of God, I don't want to deal with or to come to grips with. Uh, I love the love mm-hmm. <laughs> side of God, but right? the wrath, not right, so much. Yeah, um, and I think that's interesting to me uh, about uh, you know Christianity as a whole right now um, that you know kind of wants to shy away from that uh, and it produces a imbalanced view of who God is. Mm. Uh, and of course now you can go on the other side. There's people that only want to talk about the wrath of God and, you know, want to, you know, fire and brimstone and all that stuff. And that's real and, and neglect the love of God. And that's an error on the other side too. Um, but, you know, recognizing that 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 the wrath of God is a real part of um, you know this uh, relationship that humans have towards God as fallen creatures, as people who have um, broken God's law, as people who have sinned against God. That that our 
um, actions deserve and, and in fact, really require the wrath of God to be poured out upon them is um, not a popular or comfortable thing for us to think about or to uh, examine. Do you think the reason Christian culture today kind of shies away from that is because our culture as a whole shies away from um, uh, not being being inclusive mm. and everyone's accepted mm. in our culture mm-hmm. here today but the wrath of god really is a separation mm. and so is you think our culture is what's made us do that yeah i mean culture impacts everything and so mm-hmm. yeah at some level it does um i think it has had a big impact impact as far as within the church creating a sinker sensitive culture and that type of stuff uh you know when you talk about sin and its judgment and the wrath of God, that's going to turn some people off, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, there has been a um, a desire to depart from that in an uh, attempt to get more people and to gain more people. Uh, now, the problem with that is that you're not gaining Christians <laughs> mm-hmm. in the process, right? You're gaining, um, you know, uh, a fake, false you know, religious crowd. Name name only. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're not gaining uh, true followers of Christ. Um, And so, um, so Scripture, I mean, as we're going to talk about in this day of the Lord, that it really does deal with um, the wrath of God being poured out against sin and against those who rebel against God and do so in a a willful uh, attempt. And, you know, I've, it's it's over 80, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head how many times this theme of the Day of the Lord is mentioned, but it's a lot. Um, this Day of the Lord, Day of the Lord, Day of the Lord. It's not as if it's a, you know, like a one little off that we could be like, oh yeah, it's there, but it's not really a big deal. Um, it's this continual repetitive thing in the Old Testament, and it carries over to the New Testament as well. So we can't have this idea, oh, it's just an Old Testament theme, and so you know we're not going to have to deal with it. That was a question I had. So is it mostly in the Old Testament? Well, that, that's mentioned. Yeah, that's where it originates from, mm-hmm. um, and so it has a lot of mentions in the Old Testament. But its theme is carried out quite uh, numerously in the Clearly. New Testament as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so. Um, so I think to begin with, we just have to, uh, when we're talking about this theme of the day of the Lord, just kind of come to a point where we recognize like the wrath of God and, uh, you know, his pouring out his wrath upon sin is a sobering and real, uh, thing that we have to deal with. And, uh, to come to grips with that in a uh, serious manner is something that is healthy for every uh, Christian, and and especially for those who are not saved. So the day of the Lord, an event that is comes up in Old Testament, mm-hmm. carried over into the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It's uh, a, something that we need to pay attention to mm-hmm. and um, uh, dive into. Yeah, and not a and not ignore or gloss over as uh, or try to relegate as a minor part of 
who God is and how He interacts with humanity in, in this world. So to understand uh, the day of the Lord, we first want to start in the Old Testament, since that's where it really begins in its um, uh, fleshing out this theme. And uh, one of the first parts uh, places we see this is in Isaiah chapter 2, uh, where uh, the Bible says, that the the proud look of man will be abased, and the loftiness of man will be humbled, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and lofty, and against everyone who is lifted up, that they may be abased. You're always going to cut some people <laughs> off at the knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wow. a very... Everybody. Sp- yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, is he, he he's talking those who are proud, mm-hmm. proud. And those who are haughty, those who are lifted up in pride. Uh, he's saying you're going to be cut off, you're going to be knocked down. Um, and he he says he says for the Lord of Hosts, um, and that the, the phrase there is Yahweh Sabbath, and it literally means the God of Armies. It, he says the God of Armies will have a day of reckoning, mm. and um. And so this so day, humanity has had its time, mm, but yes. now it is Yahweh's time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great point. Great observation. Like it's this culmination of okay, you've had your day. <laughs> I'm gonna have mine. Yeah. yeah. And and you know it's it's somewhat comical, you know, mm. but it's also like this dreadful mm. thing. I mean, you you laugh because I put it in that uh-huh. phrase. Yeah. You've had your day. Now I'm gonna have mine. But it's this, like... But it's very clearly only for a specific type of people, yes. type of person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, those who have rebelled against God, those who have um, rejected Him. Uh, now, is this people throughout all of humanity's mm, history? Yeah. Or is it only that are alive at this time? Mm. Yeah, so we'll t- talk about that in a little bit, but like this, uh, for you know, specific days of the Lord in re- reference to, like, things that happen in the Old Testament. It is for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. But, but this but is something that is event. going to, yes, is going to take place uh, ultimately at the culmination of all things at, you know, this ultimate day of the Lord, which we'll talk about uh, okay. in, the, in the future. And so, yeah, this day of the Lord is this, this day of reckoning of those who have, um, through uh, pride and through haughtiness, have have exalted themselves in saying, I don't need God, uh, I don't need Him, I can do this on my own type of stuff. And so, this day of the Lord um, is not random or uh, chaotic or out of control. Uh, it's not this picture of, you know, uh, God who is up in heaven who is just acting out of uh, like an outburst mm. of like, oh, you know, you've made me mad and now I'm yeah, going to... Throwing lightning bolts down. Right, 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 okay. right, right. But it's this response to, this calculated response to people who have continually uh, walked in rebellion against him and continued to follow after, uh, you know, and especially in the Old Testament, idolatry and these things. And... um so in the Old Testament, this day of the Lord is often in response to Israel's breaking of covenant. So God is pouring out His, uh, his judgment upon Israel, who has, um, through idol worship, through you know, uh, rebellion, 
through their pride, have re- have continually disregarded God and what He has done for them and His His um, you know loving kindness and His grace towards them. And so it's this: okay, you know, you've continued to rebel, you've continued to rebel, you've continued to um, come against me. And this day of the Lord is this reckoning moment where Israel is, you know destroyed, uh, and they face the judgment from that. So you think of different examples where this has happened, you know, in Scripture, you know, uh, uh, Egypt, you know, uh, through, through, through that, through um, Babylonians, Assyrians, these different times where, um, you know, God poured out his judgment upon Israel in response to their um, rebellion against him. And, um, Moses, when he's uh, talking to the children of Israel uh, before they get ready to cross into the promised land, he he tells them, he says, I want you to remember, he said, don't forget how you provoked the Lord, your God, to wrath in the wilderness from, the de- from, that, from that day that you left the land of Egypt until you arrived at this place. You have rebelled against the Lord. So they're getting ready to cross into the promised land, and Moses is like, okay, folks, time out here. Before we do this, you know, I want you to remember how uh, that you have provoked him in the past, mm-hmm. right? Through what they did and uh, and the repercussions, believe, yeah, of wandering of in the mm-hmm. in in the in the wilderness for forty Things days. Things aren't changing when we cross the waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so this idea of the day of the Lord, uh, you know, having this awareness to the fact that our rebellion against God has a direct. Re- correlation to um you know our his judgment upon us and so um this this is played out a lot in the old testament uh and you can see this taking place um that the day of the lord is this culmination of god's righteous wrath being poured out upon those who have wickedly rejected rejected god and so um this idea that god does that is not in a sense that God is doing this out of you know a knee jerk reaction, mm. but it's this um, you know this this calculated uh, you have done this and you continue to do this and you continue to do this and um, because of that uh, there is going to be a day of reckoning associated with that. And it's all the the human's fault. Mm. It's not like this was premeditated. By God, mm. you know, like God said, okay, on this day, I'm going to judge you. If you're doing good or doing bad. Mm. The people they 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 put themselves in this situation. Sure, sure, okay. yeah, through their rebellious actions, and you know, a great picture of the of God's response to uh, to His people is found in Exodus chapter 34, and this uh, this chapter is really remarkable. This is uh, right after the Ten Commandments have been given the first time. And then you have this golden calf moment, mm-hmm. right, where the people uh, are attributing to this calf uh, everything that happened. Yes, and mm-hmm. giving Therefore. him, giving this calf praise, mm-hmm. and even calling this calf Yahweh. And um, and so God, in His mercy, you know, has uh, Moses come up. They they do this again for the second time, and he and in this response and in, in interaction with Moses, God says. Uh, the, the Bible says that the Lord descended in a cloud and stood there with him, 
Uh, and then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, the Lord uh, is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands and who, who forgives iniquity and transgressions and sins. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and their grandchildren. And, and, to, and so this idea of saying, okay, I am gracious and I'm compassionate and I'm merciful and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm slow to anger and all these you know, qualities that you know, we love. But then he also but, says, exactly, but, but, but I will also judge uh, iniquity and I will, those who uh, do wrong will not go unpunished. And so don't think you know that there's just one side of this equation that there's two and so the day of the lord is this equation where it's god's judgment and wrath and uh, punishment for iniquity on this world So let's continue this to look through this theme of the day of the Lord, uh, and let's look at Isaiah chapter 13, uh, and uh, let me just read here just uh, for a second, and just feel, I want you to feel this text, okay? So verse 6 says, Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will fall limp, and every man's heart will melt. They will be terrified. Pains and anguish will take hold of them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. They will look at one another in astonishment, their faces aflame. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with fury and uh, burning anger, to make the land a desolation. And he will exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash forth their light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not shed its light. Thus I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will also put an end to the arrogance of the proud and abase the haughtiness of the ruthless. Man. Wow. Yeah, yeah it is a very... Uh, powerful moment where God is putting things right, and God is um, having his say of what's going to happen. And if you notice in that context here, he's, he ends it again talking about the arrogance and the pride and those who are haughty. Like, it's this, God is not just pouring out this this day of the Lord, you know, upon people who are, um, you know, good, you know, doing okay, you know, they're, they're, these are people who are in outright rebellion against God, and people, uh, specifically Israel, who is, um, you know, rejecting time and time again their, their God and the one that they have made a covenant relationship with. And one of the themes about the day of the Lord, if you, if you go and look through all these different verses that talk about the day of the Lord, is this idea that it is near, it's close, it's imminent, like it's going to happen uh, at any moment that God is, basically it's this prophetic warning like, hey, 
this is about to happen. Like, you need to be warned that God is about to pour out his judgment. And if you fit into these categories, <laughs> you need to fix something. Right, yeah. Okay. Like, it's time to repent. It's time to turn around. And and whenever you're doing wrong, obviously, it's always, that's the time. But this is this, like, if you're ever going to do this, now now is the time. Like, if you're ever going to come back to God, now is the time to do it. Okay, you touched on it there for a second. Is this a certain category of sinner, mm. so, or or does this is this all sinners mm, yeah. that this wrath is being poured out on? Well, within an Old Testament context, it's it's referring to Israel, Israel okay. right? Yeah. But within yeah, well, this event of Yahweh, we're getting there. Yeah, we'll okay. get there. We'll talk about how okay. you know what that that applies in the, in a New Testament context, and uh, you know it is it is those who have rejected Christ uh, and sin is that means which you know causes us to be apart from God so um no matter if you're you know any type of sin is what mm-hmm. what separates you from God but as we're reading through the old testament mm-hmm. and this comes up generally speaking this is most likely going to be talking about Israel yes. in the old testament yes okay. yes yes almost uh, exclusively it's talking about uh those who are israelites and they have rejected uh, Yahweh, they've rejected God, and because of their uh, continual rebellion against God, that the day of the Lord is going to be poured out upon them. And and this idea of it being close, it being near, is the prophet speaking uh, uh, from a heart of, you know, it's time to repent, it's time to turn back, because this is about to be uh, uh, destructive to you and to um, this the nation as a whole. And so uh, this this idea of the day of the Lord is found in Joel 2, uh, a couple different places in Joel, um, but it talks about how that all let all who live in the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. It's close at hand. In other words, it's right here. It's right upon us. Uh, Joel 3 says, A multitude's multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in uh, in the valley of decision. And so uh, in Zephaniah, it says it again, Be silent for the, before the Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. So like this continual theme of the connection of when the day of the Lord is mentioned, it's also mentioned in connection to this like it's close, it's here, it's at mm. the door. So, I guess I'm, I'm trying to point out like this is not something flippantly pointed out by the prophet to say, uh, "Oh, this day of the Lord, yeah, it could be sometime." Type of thing. No, Mm-mm. when the day of the Lord is brought to Israel's attention, it's brought to their attention with the understanding that this is about to take place. This is a last minute opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. And so the purpose of this prophetic warning. Is to you know uh, to warn the unrighteous. It's time to get wrecked. It's time to get right with God. It's time to repent of your sin, and and it's to offer a a moment um, before God's event, before this day. It's offer a, a space of, of repentance, a time to repent. Now, in the Old Testament, when it's mentioned, does judgment fall soon after? Mm-hmm. Is that real clearly to see that the prophet said it, and then the nation was judged? Mm, is yeah. that pretty clear? Uh, in some accounts, some it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, it is clear that that takes place uh, close afterwards. Um, and so this this warning of the day of the Lord is... It's to awaken Israel to the fact that God is his his wrath is filled. 
um, uh, another Old Testament picture of this is uh, the uh, Old Testament prophets use this idea of uh, the cup of the wrath of God, and it's like it's it, yeah, it's full. This mm. idea of it being full, like uh, you know, you have this cup, and it has been steadily being filled. Oh. And oh, your sins and your... He's slow to anger. Yes, he's slow to anger. And you've been filling his uh, cup. Uh, slowly. Slowly. But yeah. it's going to fill eventually. Yeah. Okay. And, and lest good. you think that you can keep going filling this up and there doesn't come a point where it's going to be full mm. and then begin to be poured out on you, uh, you need to understand that this is, this is about to take place. This is about to come to its fullness, to its uh, uh, completion. And so... And it... Is almost full. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost. And it's full. almost full. Mm-hmm. Whenever this day is mentioned, the wrath is very soon to be mm-hmm. poured out. Yes. Okay. Uh, not every time is it mentioned in it being immediate, but mm-hmm. it, the almost every time mm-hmm. it's mentioned is it being close uh, nearness. It's the at theme the door. Is clearly there. Yes, for sure. And it's connected to this uh, day of the Lord. Uh, and so the wrath of of God is displayed in the Old Testament by allowing Israel to be taken over by foreign nations to suffer the consequences of the rebellion. So it's this idea of, okay, uh, you have rebelled against me, and you've done this continually, continually. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Israel often chooses to reject God and the opportunity to repent. They, they choose to reject that. And so the result of God's pouring out his day of the Lord, the way that that happens is that uh, they are overtaken by foreign uh, governments. They're overtaken by foreign adversaries who now, instead of living under Yahweh, and now instead of living under you know uh, the rulership of God, they're now under a foreign ruler who is going to you know be harsh on them and be. Uh, someone who uh, enslaves them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we see God, what he does often as a result of this day of the Lord, as he hands over his people to the rulership of uh, you know pagan nations, and he exacts his day of the Lord through the hands of wicked people. And so these, uh, the, what do you think about that? And you, it, so... A lot of times, I ask a question here, mm-hmm. when they were taken over, did the institution of the temple and tabernacle cease mm. in a lot of ways? Yeah, well, and uh, several of them, uh, it, the temple is destroyed. Okay. Uh, you well, know. that's their way back to God. Yes. So they're yes. they're really, really in trouble. Yes. That's this, the point I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is not just a, uh, you know, minor... Uh, uh, slap on the wrist. Temporary uh, thing. This is something okay. that is like our means of... Uh, getting back to God has been totally destroyed because of wow. what we've done, mm-hmm. and our protection from God uh, is is gone. He's 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 lifted this from uh, from us, and so and it took that many times to get the nation's attention. Then yes, okay. to repent and to wow. turn back to God, and so basically, it's this idea. This day of the Lord uh, theme is this idea of God saying, "Okay, you don't want." me in your life, here you go. <laughs> wow. Have it your way. Mm. And what happens is they are uh, consumed by their enemies. Mm-hmm. Their enemies consume them as a result of them rejecting God. Uh, and so 
coming to this understanding of that the day of the Lord, the way that he, um, that God often uh, allows this day of the Lord to play out mm-hmm. is through the people of God being enslaved by, uh, by their enemies, and that resulting in um, both their physical and spiritual death. So that's really dark. Mm. That's that's a lot of trouble yeah, for them. It is. Then. Yeah, and it results in um, their being, uh, you know... Completely helpless. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the temple is destroyed, and mm-hmm. they eventually, you know, you hear they cry out for mm-hmm. God to redeem them and bring them back to where mm-hmm. they should have been in the first place. Yeah, and so... I know for us in a modern, you know, sense, it's hard maybe to relate or understand, but I'm I'm trying to get us to understand the depths of this day of the Lord being poured out and how terrible. Yeah, how it utterly is. devastating it is. Um so that when we get, you know, to the New Testament, uh, you, you, we can have this uh, these pictures that will help us to be able to uh to understand what it's really like. So at the beginning of the Gospels, uh, of each account, when they talk uh, about John the Baptist, we find him being one who calls uh, Israel to repentance and calls him uh, calls Israel back to uh, you know turning back to God and uh, moving away from God's wrath. Uh, but just as Israel had rejected the prophets and all these uh, time and time again, all these other people who God sent to them, warning of the day of the Lord. So uh, Israel rejects the Messiah and his and, and Christ's desire to save them. You know, you, you remember uh, Jesus sitting outside of Jerusalem, looking over at you know, weeping, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would, you know, as a, as a hen does her, you know, chicks, how I would take you under my arms, but. But you reject me, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so Israel again is rejecting every prophetic, you know, uh, call to repenting. Uh, and even when God himself, God in the flesh comes, they uh, reject that and uh, aren't willing to be saved from God's wrath in that moment. And so from a, a New Testament perspective, we see that the work of Christ on the cross, is this, you know, substitutionary work where Christ literally takes the wrath of God upon himself and in in our place uh, as a substitute for us, uh, the wrath of God is being poured out upon Christ. Mm -hmm. And so this day of the Lord takes Jesus Christ the Lord takes this wrath of God on the cross so that we don't have to uh, stand in fear or uh, judgment of the day of the Lord. Like, the Lord, Jesus because Christ— Because we all should have the day of the Lord yeah, on our lives. exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so lest we, in a New Testament uh, context, think that we— uh, are exempt. Yes, mm-hmm. or don't uh, still deserve the wrath of God for our sins. 
that's not the case at all. Don't forget the work of the cross. Yes. What Jesus did. Yeah. Taking, taking okay. the, the, the wrath of our sins upon him. Uh, you know, that's what uh, Paul says in Corinthians, uh, that he uh, who knew no sin became sin so that we might be the righteousness of God. He, the sinless, uh, you know, person Christ took upon himself all of our sin and all of our uh, the wrath of God and uh, that idea of uh, you know that's what Jesus said in the garden uh, you know not my will but yours be done if there be any way let this cup pass from me this mm-hmm. cup of the wrath oh, wow yeah okay I just now caught yeah. that yeah this, compared the, to this you know, wow it's yeah. awesome so this cup of wrath mind blown moment there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm this, stumbling here but that's okay I just now caught that yeah so this cup of wrath mm-hmm. he's the wrath of God is about to be poured out upon him oh, upon Jesus and he knows and he knows mm-hmm. like this is it's not about the nails mm-hmm. it's not about mm-hmm. the whip it's not about the the cross it's about the wrath of God yes being wow. poured upon him like in you know, in comparison, if you were to compare, you know, the the physical torture and all those things that he went through, the, the it the, doesn't compare. Yeah, yeah. It, the cross is. I mean, those things are are significant, and I'm not trying to minimize them, but I'm trying to help us to see like the big thing that's happening on the cross mm-hmm. is the wrath. the wrath of God, because the other um, people being crucified, they had nails, they had whips, like they had, they were hanging from a cross, right? Like that's good. But but the big thing that is different is that Christ is 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 experiencing the wrath of God in my place, mm. and so I uh, through His work, I am able to be free from the wrath of God, like the wrath of God that should be poured upon me was poured upon. Christ in my place. And that is really the gospel in a nutshell, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's awesome because I just now correlated everything in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and this idea of wrath being poured out, poured out, poured out. But we have an opportunity to escape that wrath. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, something there about just Jesus saying, let this cup pass for me as possible. Because Jesus knew the amount of wrath <laughs> that he was about to take upon himself. Right. My wrath. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's so powerful. Mm, yeah, and that he would do that willingly, mm-hmm. knowing... And the whole point, take this cup, but not my will, mm, but yeah. thine be done. Yeah, I mean, wow. and think about it, if anybody knew the extent of the wrath of God... He did. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. And so he went into this wi- eyes wide open, recognizing what I'm about to do um, and what is going to uh, the extent of it um, for... The redemption of humanity. So the New Testament writers pick up this theme of the day of the Lord, and uh, they use it in uh, some some speak it specifically and and quote that theme, and then some of them uh, take little variations of it, and you'll see as we go through what they're doing with it. But so the day of the Lord is uh, Paul writing to the Thessalonians. He specifically says the day of the Lord. He says, now, uh, the times and, 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 and the, the seasons, when he's talking about seasons, he's talking about ages. Now, the times and the ages that are to come, brethren, you have no need that I write to you, uh, for you know full well that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the, li- in the night. Mm-hmm. They're going to be saying peace and safety, then destruction is going to come upon them, 
like labor pains upon a woman and child, and they won't escape. Do you remember? I, I read it earlier uh, about Isaiah. He he writhing. Yes, like a woman in labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's this that he's he's picking up these Old Testament themes. Okay, and connections of what's going to take place on the day of the Lord, and he's writing to to these uh, people in New Testament context and saying that this is this is not just an Old Testament thing, but you know that this day of the Lord is something that's going to happen in the future, and you know those people are going to say yeah, everything's great, everything's good, we don't have to worry about and Judgment Day. Yeah, um, you know, but you need to be aware. You you know this. Uh, you you're aware of the the, the times and the ages, um, but be aware. And uh, he says he goes on to say, so don't uh, you're not in darkness, and so don't don't walk in darkness, and don't you know, but but recognize the light and understand what God is doing. So Paul picks up this day of the Lord and connects it to end time events of what God's going to do in judgment of this world. And and then he does it also uh, in a different way in talking about it as the day of Christ. Okay. Okay, so uh, this idea of Christ assuming that mm. that Yahweh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, person, that Yahweh, uh, that God uh, portion of the day of the Lord, uh, Christ taking that position and he does it in first or in, in Philippians he says for I'm confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it unto the day of Christ Jesus okay so so different ways to describe the event of Yahweh yeah 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 okay but but what is the day of Christ Jesus hmm. it's the day of the Lord it's okay. this day where uh, God is judging the world and unrighteousness and those who have re- rejected Christ mm-hmm. and his work. It, Christ is the one who accepted uh, the wrath of God and, and was poured upon him. And so those who reject that um, are going to, uh, you know, it's the same correlation. And so he's, he's saying uh, that the one who began a good work in you, Christ, g- God has began a good work in you, he's going to keep that all the way through until the end, to the day of the Lord. And even in that day of the Lord, he's going to keep you. You don't have to fear mm-hmm. the day of the Lord as someone who has put their faith and confidence in Christ. And he, he uses it again in, in uh, the very next uh, couple verses. He says, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless unto the day of Christ. Hmm. So this a continual theme of the day of Christ. And he, he does it again in in 1 Corinthians. Uh, he says, uh, 1 in verse 8 says, Who will also confirm to you uh, the end, blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this idea of uh, the day of Christ being uh, a synonym of the day of the Lord. And then uh, then Paul even shortens it from that and to being talking about the day of the Lord being that day. Okay. <laughs> so he just, like, you already know this. You understand that. Mm-hmm. You understand this day of the Lord. You got this this framework. So I don't even need to mention, I just need to tell you, it's that day. Like, that's what I, that's what you, so he does that in Second Timothy. He says, for this reason, I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he's able to, to, to keep that which I have entrusted to him, committed unto him, against that, that day. day. Well, that's referencing what he did, what he said beforehand. Exactly. About keeping you through time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he, he's, he's saying, I, I, I am, uh, I he's know. He's built this theme. Yes. That, 
the day of the Lord's coming, yes. but he's assured within Jesus taking his wrath, you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and that uh, he said, I'm confident that uh-huh. uh, that uh, I know in whom I believed. I know the one who uh, I have put my faith and trust in, the one who has taken the wrath of God for me. I, I, I am confident my faith is in that, and that he will he will keep what I have, that, that trust in him that I have, that I will escape the wrath of God. Uh, he will keep uh, that faith that I have in him to that day. To that day. Okay. To that day, to the day when he's going to pour out his wrath, uh, he won't pour it out on me because he's already done that in Christ on the cross. And wow. then um, uh, Peter also uh, has this theme, and he talks about it as, as, as the day of God. And he, in Second Peter 3 and 12, he says, Looking for and hastening to the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by a burning heat and the elements will melt with intense fire. And so this, this idea of we're looking for this day of the Lord as those who are, uh, have put their faith in Christ and put their faith in the fact that he has taken the wrath of God for them. We can look for the coming day of the Lord uh, with, uh, without, we don't have to have fear for the day of the Lord, but we can look for it with uh, understanding that in that day, there's going to be judgment. And he talks about, you know, earth being consumed with fervent heat, but we don't have to fear that day. We don't have to be uh, too worried about that day. Now, the unrighteous and the unbeliever do. Yeah. They have much to worry about. Yeah. They have everything to be worried about. For sure, and, and and then one more I'll, I'll mention here uh, before we end uh, is in Revelations chapter six, uh, where it talks about is, says the sky was split apart like a scroll that w- when it's rolled up every mountain and island were moved in their places, the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong, every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves among the rocks of the mountains and they said to the mountains and to the rocks fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand so this is uh the revelator here is is showing what's taking place on uh the moment of the day of the lord being poured out and he mentions, you know, the the kings and the rulers and the slaves and the, uh, you know, everybody that is not right. They're hiding themselves from this uh, destruction that's ca- taking place because uh, of the one who is uh, the lamb uh, being poured out mm-hmm. in the wrath of God through that. So on a timeline, is this after the millennial reign? Uh, no, this would be before. Before the millennial reign, okay. Yeah, yeah this would be before. So this was this right is the after, set up for the millennial. So reign. this is right after Armageddon. Uh, no, this is before Armageddon. This is, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So this is this is part of what Armageddon is. Okay. So this is okay. part of from an eschatological perspective. This mm-hmm. is part of uh, Armageddon is part of the wrath of God being poured out. Okay. Uh, and so uh, this idea that uh, God is coming. So his purpose this a is part to pour of out the second wrath. coming. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. this is part of the second coming. Uh, well, the, you talk about the skies and the heavens being mm, split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, this is part Just of the second back. coming of Christ, and mm-hmm. the purpose of the second coming of Christ is to pour out the wrath of God upon 
those who have rejected Christ. And uh, as and then and when that is finished, then the millennial reign will be uh, enacted. Okay. Yeah. So the day of the Lord is thus a point in time in which God displays his sovereign uh, initiative to reveal his control over humanity and, and this uh, idea of that God is going to pour out uh, his wrath upon those who uh, don't uh, put their faith and trust in God and uh, accept what he's done for them. And while those who have put their confidence in Christ and are saved should not fear the day of the Lord, uh, we need to be aware of it and to have it as a um, this backdrop, I guess, to understanding of what it means to live in Christ, you know, that I I have this immense uh, privilege to escape the wrath of God mm. in Christ. And like, living for Christ is not this duty or this drudgery thing that I have to do, um, but it's this immense privilege to be able to escape from the wrath of God that I, because of my sins, have occurred, uh, you know, accrued upon myself. I have done this to myself because of my sin. I'm getting poor in spirit vibes here. <laughs> yeah, uh, realizing uh, our place. Yeah, and that it's given to us. The wrath of God should be poured upon me mm-hmm. because of my sins, uh, both past tense and you know sins that I commit. You know, and just have this uh, this framework for understanding that um, the day of the Lord is this this. Uh, culmination of God pouring out his wrath upon humanity for its rebellion against God from the garden all the way to the end. And um, and so it is at one point for those who are saved, it is this immense, uh, it's almost a... It's a relief. Uh, yes, yeah, it's this, uh, the day of the Lord is is going from a complete fear factor, complete dreading, to this, like, I have nothing to fear. There's no reason to be afraid of God's wrath or God's judgment. In a lot of ways, that's going to be a good day because mm-hmm. a lot of wrongs are going to be righted. Exactly. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, when we think about the wrath of God, there are so many things in this life that are injustices that never get solved in this world, never get, uh, you know, righted in this world. And that, you know, a God that doesn't right wrongs is not a moral God. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is something that God has to do out of his uh, justness and his moral uh, standing. And I should have been in the, uh, on the mm-hmm. camp, the side that gets the wrath poured out upon the, ju- the day of the Lord. Um, but because of Christ's work uh, and my acceptance of that, I get to escape that. So what we need to realize now is that the day of the Lord is near, mm. and the event of Yahweh is coming, and we need to be ready. Yeah, yeah, and to have this framework of understanding that uh, you know my turning away from God is not just a turning away from God, but it's a turning to my wrath. To your doom. To my doom, mm. yeah. And that I, as somebody who's continues to put my faith in Christ, uh, you know, there's no reason why would I ever want to do that? Why would I want to? When I'm turning away from Christ, I'm I'm doing that to my own uh, peril, 
And so I want to continue to follow after Christ and continue to keep my faith and my confidence in Christ. And why would I ever think I could put my faith in myself or my abilities to be able to somehow get me out of the wrath of God? That's just, uh, it's, it's comical to have that, that thought process. And, and then those, for those who uh, aren't right with God right now, to recognize that, uh, you know, I have the full wrath of God upon me in this moment. Um, the the wages of my sin is mm-hmm. death the, the the wrath of god the the day of the lord is uh in my future mm-hmm. and if i were to die today uh that's now <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and so this and it will be upon you but you have a chance yes and you, you have ha- an opportunity yeah and to encourage those who aren't right with god uh to not let what israel did with their pride and their rebellion to to continue to go but have a humble heart and to recognize, yes, I have wronged God and I have sinned against Him, but Christ has taken that for me if I will but accept it and put my faith and confidence in Him. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and write a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.